Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two ladies on an adventure. Listen along every 10 days or so as we cook a dish we like. Quest about cannabis education. Or chat with someone we respect. You can find more information about this episode at highgluttony.com. Thanks for joining us, gluttoneers. Off we go. Let's get to it. Hi, Gretchen. Hello. How are you? It's good to see your face. Good to see you too. Been way too long. What are you smoking? Do you have another little joint in your hand? I rolled this myself. This is a Sunday driver that I just picked up recently. So it is a hybrid and has a total cannabinoid percentage of 18%. So that lower side, just like a like. What do you have going on over there? I've got a banana split sativa in a pen that I'm using. It's got 83% THC and then some myrcene, caryophylline, and cumuline. And then just enough CBD and CBN to kind of like register on the label. I did also just finish or am about to finish a can cannabis infused drink. I don't know oh, if yeah. you've seen those. Yeah, they're the so A-N-N-A? Yeah, exactly. And so this one is blood orange and cardamom, which I thought would be perfect for what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And it's got two milligrams of THC and then four milligrams of CBD. Nice. I'm coasting. I haven't ventured into that yet, but I will definitely have to try that, especially, you know, how big of a fan of blood orange I am. I know. And then we are pairing these delightful smokes with kind of a fun drink today. What are we we drinking? We made a, well, it's supposed to be a daiquiri, but it's not sweet (laughs) enough really to be a daiquiri. So let's say it's a coconut rub punch. But it just has coconut milk or cream, lime, and rum. It's very tasty. It is pretty tasty. It's better now that it's getting colder. Mm, Yeah, I do agree. So we're sipping on some coconut. We're smoking some fun stuff. What has been going on in the world of Gretchen lately? I know you said something about your garden and some stuff (laughs) happening there. You mean the great yucca adventure of 2022? (laughs) That's exactly what I mean. Well, I planted yucca a couple of years ago because it's edible and it's drought tolerant. So it's really easy to grow and also has a really cool flower spike and the flowers on it are edible. There are types of yucca out there that are poisonous, but I don't have that. I failed to realize how big of a root system it could get. So we ended up having to dig out because we wanted to take it. It was just too big where I had originally planted it. And um, so we were digging it out. We ended up having to dig out a space five feet by five or like five feet around and three feet down to get all of the roots. I have 40 pounds of yucca roots that we dug out of the garden. So we're trying to transplant them back along the fence in my front yard so that they can kind of grow and be tall in the back. But I was like, we just kept digging and digging, (laughs) digging and digging, (laughs) digging. And so now I have this huge hole, like one number one though, It was great for breaking up the dirt in my garden because I'm on like this hard, really rocky soil. Mm. So everywhere that it was, I mean, I also took out 40 pounds of volume from the actual (laughs) dirt. So I now have a hole, a bit of a hole, (laughs) but also this like lovely five by five spot where I've got this great dirt. My mom found 
this amazing website called nativefoodsnursery.com. And it's based out of Oregon. And they grow only things that are native to the Northwest portion of the country. So like Washington, Oregon, Northern California. And like, there's stuff that goes like all along the coast and, you know, but they specialize in all these native edible plants. So I got, I bought two of these like cool currant bushes that have the most beautiful yellow flower. So if they grow, I'm going to be so excited because I've wanted a currant for so long, but I believe I bought something that was called like Indian sweet rice or something like that. It's a grass. So I'm going to plant it in the bunny pen and fence it off so they don't mow the whole thing down. (laughs) But it's got like an edible seed so I can grow my own like weird rice variety in my yard. And then like there are all kinds of things. Indian potatoes. It's a bulb. It has an edible like bulb and these cool flowers. I mean, I bought a bunch of different stuff and I don't even remember what all of it was. (laughs) If this is even remotely tasty, awesome. But also like being able to bring in like those native plants to this area to plant in my garden. I'm just, I'm excited if it works. So I bet that's so exciting. So first of all, who knew yucca root systems were so huge? I'm sure some people did, but obviously like you did not anticipate that when you planted it, but what a nice opportunity to get to test out all these native plants and see how they do in your garden. Oh my gosh. I got numerous plants that have like edible roots and like I tried to aim for things that were all drought tolerant because they did have a lot of stuff that was meant for the more moist areas of the coast. So I'm, yeah, that's the excitement from my week this week. That is exciting. Some of my plants have been struggling since the move to Las Vegas. We're trying to figure out the the dryness and the water here from the tap Uh is really hard. So Uh I either have to go through the process of using filtered water on them, which I'm often too lazy to do. So then they just don't get watered, which doesn't help that (laughs) dry here. We are relearning each other's needs right now. You could also, I mean, this isn't the best way to do it, but if you just like pulled water out and like leave it sit on your counter for like a day or two, a lot of stuff will like kind of settle out and like the other chemical-y stuff will sort of dissipate. So if you just kind of like let it sit on the counter, that sometimes can help with like making the tap water a little more palatable to the plants that are sensitive Hmm. to that. Okay. That's good to know. I was like, get a dehumidifier. And I was like, you live in Las Vegas. You do not really have humidity. (laughs) No, we have a humidifier. Is there anything else going on with you that you feel like sharing with the class? We went to the DMV not that long ago to get Nevada plates and IDs and stuff. And Mm -hmm. we ended up spending like two and a half hours there, even though we had an appointment. And the woman, she ended up spending probably like an hour just doling out weird and random advice to me and James and telling us like quote jokes. So her like first joke was asking us to get our driver's license, both our driver's license out again and comparing them and then going, what's the difference between a driver's license and a marriage license? And we were like, I don't know. And she said, a driver's license has an expiration date. (laughs) I actually kind of like that one. (laughs) Pretty funny. So then she told us we needed to figure out a system for how to exit if we're at the respective in-law's house. Mm -hmm. So like if we're at James's family's house, I need to figure out a system that's me like touching my hair. 
And that's the signal. Like I'm supposed to touch my hair and that's a five minute warning. And then I go to the bathroom and he's supposed to make all the goodbyes so that when I come back from the bathroom, we can leave. And so for, if we're at my house though, with my family, I was like the same hair trick. And she goes, no, 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 no. This has to be a hand signal. And she does this like weird, like touch your wrist, flip your hand around, move all your arms, fingers. And then like casually, that's the code for us to leave the other way around. Then she gave us advice about what to do if we have to call an ambulance that we need to like immediately ask for oxygen. No, even if we don't think we need oxygen, we need to immediately ask for it. She told us she was like in charge she got put in charge of this like marriage advice convention and then she told us she was divorced so <laughs> <laughs> that that is my favorite part of this story <laughs> it was such that we were like oh my god <laughs> like we we don't want to like rush you or like not listen to you because we're held captive by your computer right now but like can we just please get out of here <laughs> oh, oh so god. that was fun that is fun I, mm-hmm. I like that. But I'm too excited to get into what we're making today because it's kind of a two-dish kind of thing. It's a meal, which we haven't done in a while. I think we just got overwhelmed by whatever last meal we did. We were like, fuck it. We're done with this shit. Like, no more. Has it like been since like the first time we did 4th of July and like we tried to do? <laughs> we didn't even release that one. We made so many dishes. We made this huge meal. It took hours and then... Too much. We didn't release it. We didn't. We couldn't even like listen to it. <laughs> so, so tired. Yeah, we're ready to try lightly, gently ease our way back in with some rice and cauliflower. There's more to it than that, but we are taking it slow and breaking it down into two two dishes here. Rice. <laughs> so we're doing a cauliflower korma with blackened raisins and fresh coconut rice with cashews and shallots from the Fresh India cookbook. This is a actually a cookbook my brother turned me on to. So thank you, Ben, for thank your you ben. input on today's episode. <laughs> exactly. So I'll read out the ingredients for the rice and then the cauliflower korma, and then we'll get into it with Gretchen talking us through our steps and we're going to go. We're going to go. Yay. Okay. For our rice, we're going to need one and a half cups of basmati rice, some canola oil or other high heat oil, a generous half a cup of cashews. I'm realizing now I did a full cup. I'm going to have to re-measure that. It says generous. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. Doubly generous. One and a half cups of fresh grated coconut. And Gretchen has discovered that one coconut is approximately one cup of meat. And I'm hoping she'll talk us through this in a minute, but I ended up using frozen coconut meat and Gretchen used fresh. So of course you did. Of course I did. Of course. And then we will need one teaspoon of mustard seeds. I of course don't have those. I'm using ground mustard and then 12 fresh curry leaves. I'll be using basil and I am going to be using some kefir limes. And we're both going to use a little asafoetida. We'll talk more about the curry leaves in a little bit, but they're not too hard to find. We just didn't have time to track them down because we didn't look into it until this week. So, (laughs) right. And Gretchen, of course, had the kefir lime leaves on her property. Yes. Makes it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Then we will need one and a fourth inch cinnamon stick. 
three banana or other large shallots that need to be finely sliced, three quarters of an inch piece of ginger peeled and grated, which is horribly like annoying to do, one Indian green chili finely chopped. We're both using serranos and one teaspoon of salt. So those are our rice ingredients. And then for our cauliflower korma, we need about three and a half pounds of cauliflower, which is two heads. So that's obviously very going to vary depending on the size of your cauliflower. I think Gretchen, you said you had like a really massive one. Yeah, mine was, it was huge. I probably should have weighed it just to see how big it was. (laughs) Seriously. But I did not. So, okay. So then some more canola oil, some salt, two large yellow onions, thinly sliced. Six cloves of garlic. We both minced ours. Pressed. Nope, we pressed. God damn it, we pressed it. I feel like Ugh. you're doing it just to mess with me now. I know it needs to be a, a like a smoking game at this point. I cannot figure it out. Okay, six cloves of garlic, not in their whole shape. Two and a half inch piece of ginger peeled. Three quarters of a teaspoon ground cardamom, or you can use seeds, but you'd want to grind them up a little bit. Yes. Okay. Two cups of plain Greek yogurt. And then this is optional. We believe we'll see that how much use we have for this or need for this, but you can use some milk and they say three quarters of a cup to a one and a half cups of milk. And my understanding is that's just to thin out this korma if you want to do that. And then the last things we'll need for the cauliflower korma are a handful of raisins and a handful of flaked or thinly sliced almond. To take on this meal of the century, extremely high level assessment of stuff. We are going to, we've got the rice. We are going to rinse the rice till the water comes clear. Then we soak the rice. Next, we will be frying our cashews and coconut and we will boil our rice and an excess amount of water of what the rice needs. So you'll be then draining the rice. And we're going to saute up these aromatic things, starting with our spices. And then once the spices start to go and smell yummy, we're going to add our shallots, ginger, and chili, and then cook that until it's fully caramelized. Then we add the cashew and coconut mix to the shallots and fold together with the rice at the end. Yum. Yeah, should be really, really good. Looking forward to eating that. (laughs) Then for the cauliflower, we are going to, we got real basic with this one. It might be a smidge too oversimplified, but. (laughs) High level. High very, very high level. (laughs) So we're going to roast the cauliflower, make a sauce, and then toast our raisins and flaked almonds. Pretty high level. Pretty high level. I'll, I'll list out some of the sauce steps. Like we're going to, it's another saute aromatic situation. Add creamy ingredients and ground nuts and mix together. Add cauliflower, cook for a little bit. <laughs> Yum. Eat. Okay. And what world level is our rice dish today? World level two, since it involves more putting it in to cook and cooking it like most rice. Very, this is real elaborate rice. still not hard but elaborate and then for the cauliflower korma i mean this looks pretty simple becca almost wanted to give it a world level one even on just a read through so we'll have to (laughs) make sure we record your actual impressions this time because i think we keep forgetting to do that at the end (laughs) i think so but yes any world for a, a world level one to two depending on how many of the steps you do at home so 
I might even go with a world level two for mine today because Sorry, I ended up. I never took my cauliflower out. Oh no! Oh goodness! I have extra crispy cauliflower. Is it? Is it gone? No, it's is- not gone. It's just um, well, kind of pretty. I think it's okay. It's just pretty crispy. Some of the little pieces are very crispy. Okay. So maybe, maybe not some of the smaller bits, but I was going to say that it, that's just going to have a nice roasty flavor to it. I think you may end up having to need that more water though, because that bakes so much out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see what yours turns out like. It might wish I'd roasted mine further, but um, going back World to level the cauliflower. Except for I've already fucked it up. <laughs> No, you I got, know, I just got distracted by recording a podcast. Hang on, I have to let a rabbit in the house. Hi, baby. Okay. Want to come in, little Aria? <sighs> no, I I think it's salvageable. It's, you know, you can, sh- do you want to show it to me? Uh, I can give you an assessment <laughs> before we continue on. And Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I would just make sure to go through them a little bit. And if there's any that are really roasted, then... Mm-hmm. some of them are pretty crunchy yeah <laughs> you may want but no that's not even as roasty as I thought you were going to be so you're I think you're good well that was like double the time <laughs> as you can tell we've already started some of the process because we didn't want to hold things up too much start part of that was roasting the cauliflower so I double roasted mine <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that affects it <laughs> But going back to my world level assessment, I'm going to put mine solidly in a two because I added the extra difficulty of getting a fresh whole coconut and pulling the meat out myself and not realizing that there was a whole husk around the coconut part that I thought was the extent of it. And so I had to pull that off. Then I had to figure out how to get into the freaking coconut, which my dad just whacked it with a knife until it came apart. And the, actually removing the meat, I thought was going to be extremely difficult. But I guess because this coconut was pretty fresh, if you could find an edge that's a little separated, you can just pull it out. Cool. It very easy to remove. Very cool. But then I had to also slice my, slice my own almonds because my dad forgot to get the sliced almonds. So definitely at least a two for you. At least a two. And then we're not really using specialty equipment, but this does call for a couple of items or spices that we, that a lot of people don't normally have around. Can you talk us through again, like which ones of those stood out to you from the ingredient lists? So curry leaves, they're going to, is going to be your number one hardest ingredient to find, but the good news is you can buy them online and they get shipped fresh. They're best when they're fresh. You don't really want to dry them. I guess they lose some of their aromatic qualities, but for the most part, they're much more ubiquitous than they used to be. Okay. But you can definitely find them like Indian markets or maybe some sort of more Asian type, maybe a little bit if they do sort of a more general Asian market, but so sure. hope, hopefully not super hard to find, but we just didn't have time to do any of the things that, that would require, be required to track those down. So we don't, we don't have those. We're subs, I'm substituting the kefir lime. Even though those are hard to find, you can find substitutions or if you can find it great, but if you can't, there are tons of other options you could sub with. Right. And make it whatever you want. Fresh coconut, a bit, not so much of a challenge. Lots of markets carry fresh coconuts. I've seen, I think it's not quite as popular as it was at one point. (laughs) I seem to always remember being able to find coconuts when I was younger. Hmm. And, um, 
Then you have garam masala, which I actually still had some homemade stuff from when we did the not um, chana masala, masala. Uh, cardamom, which is another one, but is it hard to find at all? They've got it everywhere these days. And then uh, red chili powder, a red powder chili. I think you can use. I don't remember much. that one in the yeah, list. Yeah, it's for the, that one's in, oh, I wonder if it, it's, I think it's for the cauliflower. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. But I mean. I'm using pepperoncino because I don't know <laughs> what sort of red powder chili. Yeah. Yeah. Just any red powder chili will probably suffice. Won't be a hundred percent authentic. Red pepper flakes would work or yeah, you need a powder. Okay. It, this does say ground. Okay. Seems like they probably want ground. Chili powder would be fine. Okay. So can you tell me again exactly what we're going to do for our first step with the rice? We are going to rinse and soak our rice for 20 minutes. So we got to rinse the rice until the water comes clear and then in we're going to water in cold water. And then we're going to so- soak it in cold water for 20 minutes. And that just starts like the hydration process. Okay. Are we going to start? Let's, let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's get let's to our it. rice. Let's get really to it. I just need to put it in water. How much water does it just to like, cover it's just basically? to cover. Well, this, do you think everything will fit in this? <laughs> yes. Okay. That should work. I haven't used that pan in so long. I'm excited. Good. I use mine. Yeah. It's like that size all the time. I like you. And, and especially now I'm like, I fucking need another one. For, I know. We're we do shit today. <laughs> so maybe I'll make my karma and my straight sided satus. Okay. Fancy. Actually, I'm not sure that's the right word for this to be perfectly fair. I'm not, but we do need two, right? Cause the rice goes in one and the right. cauliflower so, goes in one. Yeah. Okay. So let me get my nonstick. Did you set a timer for the rice? soaking no of course not why would I do that <laughs> right I mean I didn't either so I think it was a bad idea to smoke what I smoked oh really do you need to eat something no at least I only smoked half of that tiny little joint like <laughs> all right okay what we've done so far for the korma and the rice yeah. so so far we've prepped all of our ingredients and measured all of our spices and in addition to that we have Roasted our cauliflower since that took about 40 minutes to 55 minutes, depending on if you remember the cauliflowers in the oven or not. And right now we're letting the rice chill with its water. Choke. So yeah. <laughs> chill. It's chilling with its water friend chilling for about 20 water. minutes. Right. So we've got a few things done, a few things going. And while we're on this little like chill time, we wanted to share some kugels about curry leaves and cauliflower that we thought were worth sharing. So Gretchen, what should I know about curry leaves? Curry curry leaves are a relative and, and it's in the rue family. So related to the actual herb rue, <laughs> apparently citrus is also part of this family, big family. And the leaves have that like, they have a long center stem and then little tiny leaves that come off of it. And there was a term for that that I could not remember for the life of me right now. But they have this, kind of crazy, like citrusy, earthy, spicy sort of aromatic to it. Often said to be reminiscent of lemongrass, anise, and asafoetida. Although I think you get the asafoetida because it has that little fennel note to Mm -hmm. it. So curry leaves, pretty unique, but you can throw a few things together and try to mimic it. Try and mimic it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
because I'm sure it's one of those things that just has that, that quality, like, and there is no good substitute for it. Sure. Just sure. like there's, like, you can make a pretty good synthetic truffle, but it just doesn't <laughs> quite hit the same as the real thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, nut cheeses. I hear you. <laughs> so the Lees are actually super nutritious, which makes me a little bit bummed that we couldn't get it together to order them, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of carotenoids. Oh, good. Yeah. Noids. Great. Can't pronounce those to save my life. Beta carotene, calcium, and iron. And they've been historically used for tea or like ground up and used in a tonic type situation. And they have natural antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties. So it's pretty, pretty cool as well as anti-diabetic qualities, which I'm not really sure it's anti-diabetic, but it can help reduce blood sugar levels and regulate cholesterol, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. The antibacterial and anti, did you say inflammatory? Anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. That makes sense when I think about citrus and like limonene and Mm -hmm. what some of those terpenes do in that citrus family. And I have a a nice quote. Uh, The article I mostly got this from was on Bon Appetit. And the writer, Simi George, had written this kind of fun little blurb at the top. And so I was like, I, I wanted to read. I wanted to do a dramatic <laughs> reading of it. Please. So as a South Indian, I'm lost without my caravapali tamale for curry leaves. My family is from Kerala, a verdant state on India's southwestern coast. Nothing we cook is complete without curry leaves, dessert being the only exception. Use them in fiery red fish curries and summery yogurt drinks, in brawny beef fry and slurpable rasam, in chutneys and in pickles. In this part of the world, food looks naked without curry leaves in it. <laughs> it's just like that's that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> well, and we can't have naked dishes running around. So. No. We are a wholesome family entertainment here. No, no, <laughs> yeah, not. no, not at all. Mm, beautiful. The curry leaf. The curry leaf. Who knew? <laughs> New <me>. respect. <laughs> what do we need to know about cauliflower from your kugels this week? I'm so glad you asked about cauliflower. Did you know? Of course, you knew this. It's in the brassica family, mm-hmm. which means it's got kale, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts as family members. And all of these cultivations do come from one single plant though, and that's the wild cabbage. So through time, you know, we've bred things down to be sort of exactly the way we want them to be, or we've modified them how we want. So in the end, that wild cabbage was split up into a couple of those things we talked about today based on appearance or growth. The kale it came about from the wild cabbage because some people wanted big, larger leaves. The mm-hmm. modern day cabbage was the tightly bunched leaves. Kohlrabi came about because they wanted thicker stems for certain things. Right. And then Brussels sprouts for those lateral like access buds and the small little round ones for certain purposes. And then cauliflower are, I guess, just larger, immature buds. And then later that became broccoli. Oh, 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 wait, sorry. We've all, we've established that this is not a great weed for me to do while recording. So I might have to go get that high CBD stuff. Maybe, maybe I need to go have a little 
of that and to okay. counteract. Yeah, but, I don't um, know if we have said it, but the joint Gretchen smoked is is affecting her endocannabinoid system in a way we didn't totally anticipate. So she's going to try to balance herself a little bit right now. Got a little balance. No, I just couldn't process what tight, like large immature buds was supposed to be. But you're, yeah, because when broccoli goes to flower, it kind of spreads out and goes like this. And so like, it like made to like a tree. It, it, yeah, of. it's huge and, and beautiful and amazing. But I, I okay. Like, so it's breeding to get a longer time where you have those immature butts. Sorry. Yeah. So I was just trying to like wrap my brain around. <laughs> and I didn't even know, really know what I was saying. So I'm glad you could break that down too. <laughs> I, I try. I really try. Uh, I'm so glad. Cauliflower comes in four different colors. We most often see that white color, but it does also come in orange. And that orange means it has more beta carotene than the other variants. And beta carotene is what makes carrots orange too. Did I ever tell you when I was a baby, I would only eat carrots to the point that like my nose started to turn orange. Oh, oh, that's funny. I know. Orange, white so far. Purple, which has anthocyanins, which is what gives purple potatoes that color. Mm -hmm. And then a green, which has chlorophyll. So they all have their own even though they're different colors, like they all have their own, their advantages. And and it's not just like an aesthetic thing. There's Mm -hmm. an actual reason for the different colors. I was like, we should have gotten orange. It would have looked better in the sauce. That'd be so pretty. Mm -hmm. Or a purple. Uh, Well, that would be purple. I was like brown (laughs) and purple, probably not. Not Maybe green would be okay. Uh But I was like, oh, but the orange, although it could just all look the same color then. So mm-hmm. maybe, white, maybe white is aesthetically the, the best option. Well, and there will be the raisins too. And that might be kind of fun against the white. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And then a last note on color, sunlight can turn it like a slightly yellow tint. Mm. So if you see that in this store, it doesn't mean anything other than that one just got a little more sunlight. Well, I did not know that. Thank you, Becca. You're welcome. I didn't know any of this. Oh a God. single floret... <laughs> A single floret of cauliflower contains 10% of your daily vitamin C needs. So if you have 10, <laughs> if 10 florets in one day, that's all the vitamin C you need. I got to eat more cauliflower, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Although it is hard to grow. Have you grown cauliflower? Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I, I've officially given up trying to grow bread this year. <laughs> And this is because I get fat aphids. I've never been able to get them under control and I'm kind of lazy about pest control. So I'd rather, instead of struggling against that and trying to grow something I can easily buy anywhere. That makes perfect sense because what I read is that it's really sensitive to heat and cold. So it needs like a pretty consistent temperature of 60 degrees year round. It needs an area where it gets at least six hours of sunlight a day. The soil has to be properly fertilized so that it holds enough moisture because if not it can cause the things to separate into smaller heads and it says curd here in our notes that's what they call it the curd that's so I think so on the nose it's such a perfect way to describe it (laughs) it's so uh, yeah like I would have questioned it but and then in thinking about it it's like no that that word makes perfect sense it makes sense yeah (laughs) yeah and then in addition to that soil needing to be fertilized really well, it has to have a pH value that must stay Ooh. between 6.5 and 6.8 at all times. And 
it has to maintain a continual state of growth or interruptions in that growth cycle can ruin your curve. And then, like you said, it's super susceptible to like aphids, cabbage loopers and harlequin bugs, which I don't know what those are, but those sound kind of gross. This is why most small farmers don't grow this and leave it to commercial growers. Like you said, it is not worth your time or energy and it's available very easily commercially. But now I know how much energy and fucking like conscientiousness care that goes into the cauliflower. Like we thought pistachios were precious. This cauliflower is a baby. I had no idea. (laughs) No wonder it didn't grow easily. It's very hard to grow. My last note is the history is kind of uncertain. There's not a real pinpoint of where it came from other than wild cabbage, but cauliflower itself is hard to pinpoint. And the first mention of it comes in that book by Pliny the Elder, The Natural History which is mm-hmm. sort of, you know, one of the oldest books apparently to exist. And in this book, he calls, he mentions something called chyma. Mm-hmm. And people imagine that that is like a variety of cabbage that became cauliflower. I know. So the oh. next time you're sipping on a Pliny the Elder beer, think about chyma and cauliflower. Okay. I'll make sure I okay. do that. Okay. Okay. Put those together. Well, I think we've we've gone well past our 20 minutes here of soaking, I'm assuming, now that we've okay. jabbed on about ingredients forever. Would you talk us through the next oh, steps then? We're just at 21 minutes. So perfect. We're going to drain the rice and transfer to a saucepan and cover with water. So we're changing water one more time on this, and then we're going to put it on to cook. Then we are going to work on stir frying our cashews and coconut to give them some color. What are we doing exactly with the rice? We rinse it one more time, put it in a saucepan, fill it with water, and then bring Turn it, it on boil, to boil. Boil yeah. for how long? Bring to a boil, lower the heat to a fast simmer, and then cook for 10 minutes or until the rice is tender and not chalky. So we're going to have to kind of taste along the way. Drain, then cover with a clean tea towel and leave to steam for five minutes until lovely and fluffy, as the book says. We're actually going to do that next. And then heat our cashews and coconut. Right. So we'll get the rice going. Then we'll talk through the next steps. (laughs) I noticed there's no salt that was mentioned as far as being put in with the rice to boil. So we're actually going to enhance the recipe and put throw a little salt in there with that. Okay. And uh, so mine's good. I've got water on it. Just put my salt in and I'm going to turn on my my burner. To boil. To boil. Okay. Um, We're cooking now. We're cooking now. Probably got a couple minutes till it comes up to a boil. So we're just going to keep an eye out for that. And we've got a large saute pan out for the rest, pretty much for like your entire rice assembly is what's really going on in here. So we're going to start by heating some oil in the pan. And then we are going to put our coconut and cashews into the pan. What heat? Medium heat. And then we're just going to have to stir that constantly because you're dealing with a lot of sugar in the coconut. (laughs) Since I did the fresh coconut and didn't really have quite enough coconut, I did take some dried coconut I got from Trader Joe's that was in strips. (laughs) Okay. And and do a double rehydration on it. Okay. Hella good experiment. Number four so far, I think. (laughs) 
you can always count on me to find something I want to do to change the recipe a little bit. So too true and good thing. Let's make it more fun. I'm bringing my coconuts and cashews over and I'm going to turn my heat on. I'm just going to wait a couple minutes before I actually add the oil. I'm going to let it heat up a little bit first. Call me crazy, but I think that that smoking that CBD thing actually helped. Good. I bet. I'm glad. Yeah. CBD. I feel more coherent. Okay, good. No, I'm just kidding. You. you always nice when somebody that's leading you through an instruction yeah. can lead you through the instruction i know i'm like oh shit you better get back to normal i was just like, like trying to give me instruction and i'm like sorry what now i'm sorry what did you just say i'm sorry what were we talking about uh one more time what are we doing i seem to have lost myself where am i I've got my heat going over here. Yeah, we've got a high sugar content, high fat content. This is going to have to be kind of paid attention to pretty diligently. Remind me, what do we want from this? We want it to be kind of like golden brown. brown, Golden brown. Okay. And we we aren't going to be able to talk over this because I'm sure it'll be very sizzly. My oil is shimmering. So I'm going to go ahead and start adding. I just like cubed up the Trader Joe's dehydrated coconut. And so I'm going to start with that because it's the bigger of uh, all of these things and then we're watching for our water to boil so we can bring it down to a faster simmer yep so now i'm going to add my cashews because my big chunks are kind of getting toasty so (laughs) i've actually got a little boil going on my right okay so turn it down turn it down yeah we're 30 34 minutes total cook time right now total assembly time hey did turn it down far enough stop all right setting a a timer for 10 minutes i like all the brown components of this uh, this rice so brown you said yeah Mm -hmm. these cashews are such a golden color yeah i might call it in a minute here because it's it is starting to get a little brown flecked but i'm also seeing some fair stickage to the bottom i kind of want to get that out of there before it burns and then what do we do with it once it's done we're gonna set that to the side like in the pan in a bowl oh we in need bowl. the pan for sauteing up our our shallot i'm gonna throw a little water in this pan get some of this crunchy stuff out so i'm not seeing a, a lot of burning and then once i get to a point where i can add liquid i'll add this back in just so that you get the flavor but we don't worry about it burning okay so we've just finished sauteing our cashews and coconut Our rice has just come over a boil, so we are at six more minutes of cooking on that before we want to start making sure we're tasting it, and if it's ready, we pull it. Mm -hmm. Next, we are going to cook our shallot. Here is the exact instructions. Put three tablespoons of oil into the same pan used for the coconut and cashews. Add when hot, add the mustard seeds, curry leaves, and cinnamon stick. When the curry leaves start to crackle, the mustard seeds pop. Add the shallots, ginger, and green chili and cook for 10 to 12 minutes until the shallots are caramelized and dark brown. After that, we'll reserve a little bit of the shallots to sprinkle over the top of the finished rice. Then we'll add the cashews and coconut into the shallots that are in the pan and then add the rice in as well. And ta-da, rice is done. Garnish. Love it. So I'm going to warm my pan up a little bit here. Well, it's still pretty warm because we just finished sauteing the the other things. Are the curry leaves slash kefir lime slash basil leaves supposed to be whole? Yes. Okay. When I'm only doing six, we decided that was a good place to start. Six leaves. Right, right. Because you can add it later. And I'd rather mm-hmm. add a little bit of it at, towards when you get to kind of mix it together. Yeah. What was the temperature again? Medium. 
You want medium heat for this. Thank you. Probably have too much cinnamon stick here. The whole thing's going in. I can't. The whole cinnamon stick? Yeah. And your leaves are in? I just put my leaves in. I'm using two kefir lime leaves because okay. I have a feeling they're quite a bit stronger. wonder when we should add the asafoetida. Maybe once the mustard starts to pop, I'll put in the asafoetida because I think we cooked that a little bit the last time. I'm just going to add like a half teaspoon. Okay. Right now? Yes. Or, well, as soon as the, well, I guess it's popping. You're right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> How much half did a, I say? Half, half? teaspoon? Uh-huh. Now, now I'm looking at a big quarter. Sprinkling that in. Let that get aromatic. I'm probably not going to put all of my green chili in uh, since my parents are joining me for dinner and I don't want to kill their mouth. Okay. Um, Wait, are we supposed to put the other stuff in? Yeah. Now that it's kind of aromatic. Yeah. We can put everything else in. And then again, so that's shallots, ginger, chili. Shallots, ginger, chili. Shallots, ginger, chili. Uh, We need to start tasting our rice. The alarm, the one minute alarm just went off. Okay. How do we know? I'm going to, I'm, you got to taste it. And I, it looks pretty done to me. So I think we're probably going to drain it. It's still a little chewy. I might give it a three more minutes. Yeah. There's still a teeny bite in the middle. It's really close. Once these shallots and ginger and stuff are going, what's next? The next thing we are probably going to do is drain our rice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and drain mine. And covering with the towel. Leave in the strainer and just cover with a towel. Uh, I think it's put it back in the pan and cover it with oh, a towel. Oh, in the pan? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back in the pan. I've come across a, a few different dishes similar to this that call for boiling and then draining your rice and then cooking it, kind of cooking it again. Mm-hmm. This is almost a bit more like a refried rice sauce. Okay. Once the shallots are cooked down, we set a little bit aside for topping the dish. And then we mix in our coconuts and cashews. And then we add the rice. Okay. But we have about a 10-ish minute cook time on the onion. So some of my shallots are crispy. Should I turn my heat down? Yeah, probably. And you're stirring it occasionally, right? Yeah. So then will we top the korma with the shallot? Are you going to put your korma on top of your rice or do them separate? I'd probably put it on top of the rice. These are platter dishes. You'd make these for like a dinner party or something. I probably won't pull out some shallots then. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. I know. I'm just saying because (laughs) if we're going to cover it with the korma. Why bother? Mm -hmm. You don't need garnish. Same girl, same. I don't think I'll, I think that's a great idea. Okay, thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So next we put cashews and coconuts into the shallot Mm -hmm. and then add the rice. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then when are we going to start the korma? So I think we could start that right now. Okay. But let's, let's try and talk through the first step. Wait, can I add my coconut? No, not yet. You don't want to do it until they're like completely caramelized. So mine probably pretty brown in mine. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can. Do I leave the cinnamon stick in there? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember an instruction to take it out. So yeah, just leave it in there. All right, I'm just going to give this a stir and then I want to hear the next steps for the korma. So we are going to cook us, cook some more onions to start with on the korma. So we've already done our cauliflower in the oven and we've roasted that. So now we are going to heat a large frying pan over medium heat until hot and then add the onions. And then we are going to cook for 12 to 15 minutes until soft and browning. So perfect thing to do. We could have done these at the same time, but live and learn. I, Notes for later. I, and I didn't have enough space for the rice and two sauces. So, so we're I, fine. I had to do it this way. Yeah. Get a pan hot and get our onions going. Medium 
yes, medium. Yeah. And they they are just always use canola oil, right? Yeah, she's she's a fan of the canolas. I'm gonna add my onions. Come on, onions, here we go. Into the pan. My shallots are almost done. Okay. Wow. How come mine went so fast? I have a feeling yours were on much higher heat. I kept mm-hmm. having to mess with the heat on mine because I'm oh. on my power boil one. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a good one for something like this. I need that exact medium heat because it can like do high and low. And that's like the <laughs> right. That's about it. it. Could I do the Kenji baking soda on these onions? I don't see why not. Let's do it. Okay. How much was it? Or what? It's not very much. Like it was like a half a teaspoon, quarter of a teaspoon. Soda, right? Yeah. So I mean, start with a quarter. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. That turned these bright yellow. Yeah. You don't remember it that doing before? that? Well? Oh, yeah. Maybe because they were chopped before. No, it did it the first time too. Well, I just mean because these are like long, thin strips. So it feels more noticeable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and probably, yeah, but the, that being like small, consistent cuts. Uh huh. And the uh, and this being like long strips, yeah, I would yeah. see where you, it might be more noticeable because some parts of it are white and some parts of it are yellow. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna mix my cashews and stuff back into my rice dish. Okay, little, little crossover here on the dish preparation. <laughs> Mixing that in with my shallots. I think I'm gonna have to take my kefir limes out, leaves out because they won't they won't break down. Like they're not really edible like the curry leaves. Oh, okay. And your basil leaves would also be completely edible. But good. Chewing on a kefir lime leaf is gross. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want gross. No. Gonna add my rice to the rice dish over here. Okay. Our rice that's been steaming. Yeah, mine is definitely gonna be basically a clump. <laughs> I'm taking my cinnamon stick out. It's annoying. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it should have released, you know, what it's going to release into the onions anyway. Okay. Oh my gosh. This smells amazing. I have a feeling I have too much coconut in here now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to put a lid on that and set it aside. Now we're on to full, full on korma. <laughs> full on korma. Oh, I'm so excited for this meal. So we have finished our rice. Now we finished cooking down our shallots and I've added in our cashews and coconut and their rice and mix that all together. So our rice is ready to roll and we are working on caramelizing our onions and we are using one of Kenji's tricks to caramelize those a little faster by adding just a quarter teaspoon of baking soda to the onions. So once our onions are nice and brown, we're going to add our garlic and ginger and fry for a couple minutes until you can really smell it. Then we're going to add in all our spices. So that's our cardamom, black pepper, ground masala, ground red chili. Oh, and then we're also adding our ground almonds, honey, and salt. Wait, ground almonds, honey? What? What do you mean what? That's not on our ingredient list. What the fuck did I do? No, it it is. Where? Ground almonds and honey? (gasps) What the hell? Where's the ground almond? Oh no. I don't have ground almonds. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you have any peanut butter or almond butter? Almond butter. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I really thought they were on there. <laughs> no worries. How much honey too? And and how it's, much ground almonds? So it's a cup of ground almonds. But I think if you're going with like an almond butter, I'd probably do like half of a cup and see how intense that is because it is going to be more intense than a ground almond dude i am so sorry Ugh. okay no worries oh, you can hear moose barking I was like, moose is mad at honey? me moose is like the honey and the ground almonds Gretchen. we didn't know about this 
Oh my God. I swore it was on there. I don't think I have any peanut butter or almond butter. This is really weird. What do you have in any sort of nut variety here? That's ground? No, in any form. Oh, I have lots of other nuts. I have cashews and more almonds and oh. walnuts. Then you can do what I did and just grind some up. Okay. That's all you have to do is throw it into the, I know you're going to have to. Oh no, I have to get the food processor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get James to help you. <laughs> he just had to take moose out. I'm on my own. Okay. It's okay. You got this. What if I don't have that ingredient at all? Uh, if I don't use that. Sadly, it's kind of half the point of the dish, which is why I'm apologizing oh. so profusely. I see. I was like, yeah, no big deal. And of course it was, well, I had a thought about something else and I wasn't listening to you read the recipe fully. And it's two tablespoons of honey. Okay. And one mm. cup of ground almonds. So we need something. You'd need something to go in there. Yeah, that's not going to help you, is it? No. Do you, do you have any, do you have any tahini? No, I just got that. Just expired. Oh, come on, Becca. You're killing me. I know. I know. Quite unusual. I usually have at least peanut butter or almond butter. I'm like, just get the food processor out. Come on. I like mentally cannot get the food processor out right now. Here's my other thought. You Mm -hmm. take, you take the nuts, you put them into a towel and you smash them with a rolling pin. Yes. I'm doing that. That's that. And you could even like roll the rolling pin over it just to crush them a little bit more. That'll get you close enough. So. (laughs) Okay. 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 One cup of ground something. Yeah. And I'll let you pick whatever nut. And two tablespoons of of honey. Honey. I'm going to do cashews just because that's out already. Okay. That's why I was like, (laughs) dealer's choice. I fucked this up for you. You get to pick the nut. (laughs) Funny note about my honey is that I'm going to be using that black pepper and thyme honey. Ooh, yum. I didn't realize that was what it was in this little container. Uh (laughs) But then I was like, oh, I'll just use that. Like a little extra herb, a little extra spice won't hurt anyone. Yeah. So I think if you wanted to make this where you still had some of the texture in it, because definitely the larger cut of onions that are in here right now are still somewhat structurally intact. You could just do thicker slices and it would and cook still down. add some baking soda, but mm-hmm. keep some texture. I mean, my, my things are pretty brown. I'm trying to decide how brown it's supposed to be. Same. Let's just say deep brown, light brown. Ooh, light. Oh, I'm half white. Okay. I'm sort of powdered over here. Great. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you for that looks amazing. Perfect. I used a gnocchi board instead of the rolling pin for space purposes. I just gave you the method. You can do whatever tool you see fit. So thank you. I'm having another can thing. Yes. Yeah. That was stressful. Talk me through what happens again. Now that our onions are starting to get quite brown, we're adding our crushed up garlic, our grated ginger, our ground cardamom. Oh my God. What the fuck? Well, black pepper wasn't on there either. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, at least you knew you needed the garam masala. You said- <laughs> You must have is, read it to me. Yeah, I, I believe I did. So it's two, one teaspoon of black pepper. Can I just add it now? Can I measure and add yeah. as we go? Okay, go. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Here um, we go. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. We haven't had a crisis like this in a while. Here we go. One <laughs> teaspoon. <laughs> a crisis like, what do you mean? Not being prepared? We're like this all the time. <laughs> but like- uh, Measure life. Go, 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 go. Peppers in. 
pepper is in. Then you want two teaspoons of garam masala. All right, garam masala, check. Okay, and your cardamom. How much was that? That was three quarters of a teaspoon. I love the smell of cardamom. I didn't know how much I loved it till recently. I know. Ginger, garlic, right? Yep, ginger and garlic. Then we are adding our two teaspoons of honey or two tablespoons, I'm sorry. Wish me luck because I've got... All right, I'm going to eyeball my honey because I need to strain it because it's got peppers in it. <laughs> got the peppercorns in it. Our nut powder. Powder, nut powder. And then, and our Greek yogurt. Oh, I haven't measured that even. Yeah, I haven't either, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, we need to stir fry this for three minutes, then add the, the yogurt. So it's mix all these things together and fry, and then add the yogurt. We're getting so close. Yay! Coming down to the end here. Woohoo! I'm adding my yogurt. Okay. And I am definitely going to have to add some liquid in here because there's like no liquid in it. Okay. And that's two cups of Greek yogurt, right? Yeah. Oh, and I am like, oh yeah, I got to go. I got to go with the milk. I got to go with milk. Okay, go. Come on, milk. Master fuck. But I think any creamy liquid. So like if you use like almond milk, definitely needed that milk. Oh, I'm thinking I might have to add some water too because the bottom is just like coated. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I got to stop for a second. I might have to put some water in here just to get the stuff off the bottom because otherwise it's all burn. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that went fast. Wow. 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 Well, it smells amazing. I love the color. I get this bond off. Otherwise the bond is going to burn. That's the brown stuff on the bottom of the pan. It's called a fond. Oh, I was like, what is she saying? Words. I'm saying words. <laughs> words are there. All right. So I've managed to get the brown parts off my uh, bottom of my pan. Okay. I'm going to put my cauliflower. Yeah. It, are there, what's the last steps? Add the yogurt, turn the heat down to low and cook for, oh, so this is supposed to, you're supposed to do this while the cauliflower is already cooking. Turn heat to low and cook for 10 minutes until this sauce turns, starts to turn a rich gold. Then we're adding our cauliflower and stirring to coat. Okay. Then the sauce to the consistency of pouring yogurt with milk and heat through. Oh, right. We were supposed to wait for the milk. Well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yep. Because otherwise I was going to, I was going to be getting some real dark colors going on. It wasn't an option, but I sh probably should have done water first. Not a good idea. Oh, I think I might've curdled the milk into this. Let's see. What happens if you do that? I mean, it's just got like little cheesy chunks in it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Woo. It's spicy it's spicy so is the rice for me i put yeah. a lot of chili in it i have to add a little a little extra yogurt at the end here chill it out some just a few more minutes all right so we're waiting for a golden color yeah. and then adding our cauliflower and that's the end and that's it Ooh, and a journey that was a tornado at the end <laughs> yeah my gosh this is definitely quite thick are you gonna thin yours out some more probably probably because it is very thick Way, way mm -hmm. thicker than horrible yogurt. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Come on, come on, color. What color did it say? Did it say golden yellow or golden? Rich golden? gold. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not trying, not sure I know what she wants from a rich gold on this. Yeah. Did I get too I think, much brown? Probably. I think I'm at a peachy gold. Don't feel like mm. I've got the right color here. I'm not sure if that's not just because I added liquid so that it wouldn't burn. Oh, we got to still got to toast our uh, raisins and almonds and stuff. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. Getting Oops. a little saute pan out here. Okay, give me one second to clear off the rest of the rice out of this pan. I'm probably close to the color she's got in the picture. It's almost like a peanut buttery color. Okay. 
Got a little saute pan out here. I'm gonna add my flaked almonds and my raisins. Okay. What temperature? I got a power boil. I die. Okay. I see it. It's coming. Color. The color's coming. Okay. The rich gold. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with these raisins and almonds? Just basically toast them and toast them and top and top the korma. Thank you. Topping that korma. Heat down a little bit more. Not a great thing to do on the power boil setting. <laughs> got it. I think I've got the color now. Okay. At least the bottom of my pan is starting to look that color. So <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and add my uh, cauliflower. Mine really got to be thinned out because it's basically covered in a paste right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine curdled a little bit. The, the, With the, the milk? Yogurt or the milk. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. kind of. Should we have had that stuff at room temperature? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure it would have helped. So yeah. <laughs> I've lost several large chunks of sauce over the edge of the pan. I keep adding milk. I keep adding milk and it's still, the sauce is super thick. (laughs) Really? Mine, well, yeah, mine's pretty, pretty thick. It's good though. It looks pretty with the kind of crispy edges of the cauliflower. Mm -hmm. Okay, my stuff's toasted. Oh, maybe need to increase the heat on mine. Well, congratulations, Becca. You beat me to the finish. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that the, like one of two or three times? Yeah, I think it's like the third time it's happened. Can I show you my korma? Are you at a place yeah. to look? Yeah, I can look. Oh, yours is beautiful. Thank you. And my toasted stuff. And your toasted stuff. I probably needed a bigger nice. pan. I'm trying to toast it in too small of a pan. And there's your rice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yay. Yay. What's your status over there? I think I'm going to call it good. It's okay. very thick. Here, mm. I'll show you mine. Since you showed me yours, I got to show you mine. Let's do it. So this is mine. Oh, I see what you mean with it being thick. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep adding more milk. It's just uh, making it thicker. Yeah. And there's my mm. rice. Beautiful. Yeah. It looks good. Should we do one bite with all of this oh, yeah. stuff together? All of it together. Coconut. I got cashew. Got cauliflower. Ooh. That's so exciting. Yeah, that works. That's pretty fucking good. That's so good. Oh, man. Yes, I'll definitely have to try this again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a little salt in it, but otherwise, I'm pretty good. I think mm. it's ready. I'm sure I'd need a ton of salt, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit would be good. Mm. Okay. We Mission did accomplished. <laughs> Before five, too. Yay! <laughs> An hour and 46 minutes for total assembly. Well, then we'll share the recipe. We'll share the thoughts at highgluttony.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And... Like and subscribe. And oh, I've got to get my good co- my new coconut. Oh yeah, Gretchen has homemade coconut shells now. <laughs> They're unequal, but the sound truly excellent. I love it. I hope it comes through on your side because you were muted after the first one. So uh, I'll record it and we'll throw it in there. My first one was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's eat and relax. Yeah. Off we off go. We go.